Welcome to the Hour Time Podcast, the podcast for watch geeks by watch geeks. I'm John Biggs. I'm Victor Marks. I'm Nicholas DeLeon. And today on the show, we have a few exciting watches. Uh, I wanted to talk about the Ben Roos 3061 that I just reviewed. Are, are we are we all of a, all of the same mind? So say that we all. That's fine. So say we all. So the Ben Roos. So this is this was a this was a funny review that I had to do. Are you? Are we're familiar with the field watch, right? The idea of the 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 war watch that that somebody kept up inside their butthole or whatever, right? This is a thirty sixty one, right? That's the Christopher Walken story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's the Christopher Walken story. Um, but the Benrust series thirty sixty one is basically a field watch. Field watch is specifically has broad arrow hands. Sometimes it has little uh, little little uh, thingers on the ends of the hands. You've got a uh, you've got uh, glowing uh, large numerals on the outs- outer ring and in the inner ring, you basically have a twenty four hour time. So if you if it's the evening and you look at the watch, you know that it's two. Tw- to uh, 20, 20 hundred hours or whatever, 1900 hours as yeah. opposed to 7 PM. Uh, Cause you're in the military, right? So this right. was a, this was a rebuilt model. It's an homage to a sixties version. That was actually kind of like a civilian version that they were selling. And I had, I was so, I, I couldn't review it because it was so, it was so basically good. It was like an Oreo of, of, of watches. It wasn't, it wasn't a Madeleine. It wasn't, it wasn't like a, it wasn't <laughs> going to bring me back to my childhood like Proust, nor was it a, uh, Hydrox cookie. It was exactly, it was just right. Now, am I, am I correct in my assumption? Am I, am I correct in my assessment? You can't really review a watch like that, like a three-hander. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm looking at it right now and it is like, if you were to, you know, a, a million years in the future and you're looking at it through like, like, uh, uh, what it was called fossils. It's like, oh, what were they yeah. doing? Like, this is the field watch. This is this is what a field watch is. So it is very prototypical. prototypical uh, and I know yeah. you're not a three hander guy. I would say my initial impression is I like it, uh, but I like field watches, and this is a field watch. My question was, uh, do we have a price for this thing? I was trying to find it. Five ninety five. Okay, but oh, this see, is this is the watch. This, this is a revival of the thing that Steve McQueen wore in Bullet. Hmm. Did he really? Yes, he did. I saw that recently, well, like two yeah. years ago, for the first time. Uh, no, this is this is the watch that McQueen wore in Bullet. I mean, he's well, he's worn cool. the Monaco. He wore the five five one two Rolex Submariner. Yeah, this is uh, it. This is one hundred percent it. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a freaking. It's the. Uh, it's the. It's the Bullet watch. The, yeah, it's 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 got a it's got a it's got a name. Uh, well, no, it's the. Yeah, it's the 36, 30, 3061. It's it the bullet 30, watch. 61. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So this this is the watch that you wore. This you, you you bought it in you bought it in Panama or whatever when you're when you're heading overseas. You strapped it on and you sur- if you survived the war, you came home with it and you and it ended up in like a like a cigar box. But yeah. it's actually quite yeah. it's actually it's it's perfect for exact for what it is. Perfect. I have no I have no notes. And I, I the bullet thing is cool. That was a cool movie. That's when San Francisco was still uh, inhabitable, I guess. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was uh, inhabitable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I have. I have no nothing like. And for six hundred dollars, you said. Uh, yeah, that seems fine. That is right up my alley, actually. I know. I think. I, I think just buy it right now on the air. Just buy it. Go for it. I. I. I like it a lot. Yeah. I like it a lot. I. I like. I like Ben Russ as well. Ben Russ has like a special place in my heart because it's always like, it's kind of been the kind of the underdog for a long time. Um, 
not like you just don't hear about it. And there, there's plenty of Ben Russ stuff floating around on eBay that was from like the seventies. I found one that I put in the review. That's like made out of plastic that had like, that had salted lugs. Couldn't even mm-hmm. remove the lugs. It's just like one, one chunk of plastic. I actually, like I perfect actually might for buy a pass through strap, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have that one. I'm, I'm thinking about buying it just out of general principle. Cause it's kind of funny looking. It's a good principle. Yeah. It's uh it's and plus this is oh so it's 139 for like this thing. It looks it looks like it's beat to hell, but yeah, I don't think it's it's not it's not running anymore. This is a mess. Anyway. Well, so that one would need some work, but you are going to be well positioned to be able to do that work, aren't you? Cuz I think so so there's a, a company out there that makes mod parts called Namoki, right? And mm-hmm. I had them send you a case, a dial and a movement and some hands. Yep. I got it. And some it's tools. Downstairs. Yeah. Right. So you're going to be able to put that watch together and then you can go ahead and rebuild Ooh, this. Bemis. I'm going to build an aviator. I'll be able to build an aviator. I'll be the happiest boy in the world. I'm I've used that site in the past. Maybe like two years ago, I started experimenting with uh, just replacing crystals, very basic stuff. Uh, but yeah, I use, I use that site. Uh, so I, I, my review is uh, they had good stuff that I used it when I used it. Yeah, so they're a parts place, but they also make these kits. And so John got an aviator kit, and and our boy Patrick got a stealth skeleton tool watch kit, and mm-hmm. I got an explorer tool watch kit. And so we're going to make some watches. We're going to make a bunch of watches. In the metaverse. In the metaverse. <laughs> we're going to create them in the metaverse. We're going to live inside the metaverse while we use them. That's so fine. Is there anyone selling replica watches in uh, Horizon Worlds yet? We could be the first. You want to? We could. Does that Actually, make any sense? Actually, this is interesting. So I was I was scouring trademarks again, as I do, because I have weird hobbies. And I was looking at Rolex's trademarks. And Rolex has updated their descriptions in their trademarks to cover NFTs now. Really? Yeah. Sounds like a news story. I mean, that is a news story. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. <laughs> I was. I have no idea what it means, but they updated their descriptions. I was. I was can, looking at the Swiss can trademarks. Can you write this this story to put it on the internet site that we run? I, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. That would be helpful because we need. What one of the things that that in, internet sites are uh, are used for is finding information that is not no, trapped inside of your brain. That that alone so, sounds like uh, a terrible idea. This know, could be a five-sentence story, and it like, will yeah, accomplish exactly. the same thing as a 50,000-sentence story. That's but the beauty. Don't worry, but don't worry. Hodinkee will put a, Hodinkee will put it, like a 12,000-word story about it. Let's, let's, put, let's, put that, let's put that story on the, on the internet website that we run. Let's do it that way. All right. We'll do that. All right. So what else, what else well, we got neat. going on? One thing I wanted to bring up uh, on the subject of uh, horology, I suppose, mm-hmm. maybe even, uh, there was a story in our local paper today. Uh, about maybe the end of daylight savings time or whatever. Uh, I guess the clocks change in a few weeks here, uh, and everyone hates it. Everyone hates that we have to change the clocks back and forth in the in the fall and the spring. Uh, you know, it feels like a lot of people prefer daylight savings time. They like the t- they like the sunset a little later, as opposed to the sunrise a little earlier, uh, which I think is a, is a is a real. Uh, Reflects poorly on America, if you ask me, that we that we don't like waking up early. Anyhow, mm-hmm. uh, what do you guys think? Do we do we kill daylight savings time? Do we get rid of standard time? Do you not care? My thing is, I I, I think I said this on Twitter. I just would. Can we just pick one? 
and just go with it. I don't I don't know why we switch. It feels like one of those things that you just do because we've been doing it for so long. We switch the clocks back and forth. Like why? Why are we doing this? And there's, there's all these stats that say that the changing of the clocks causes like an increase in in, in car crashes and like all, all sorts of like bad stuff happens. So I feel like let's just end this. Let's let's end let's decide it right now in the pod. <laughs> what are we doing? So I, I give it to you guys. What should we land on? So th- this whole thing exists supposedly so that you get more daylight. You get to make more use of your daylight hours yeah. in the spring, summer, and fall evenings, right? Because because you're you're a farmer, you far, you're a farmer, and you wake up early, and you go, and you go out into the into the field, and if it's and if it's cold or whatever, or if it's not sunny, dark, then dark. You're sad. I think that's the answer. I guess it's just harder to work in the dark than it would be if the sun was up. If right. the sun if the sun rises at six. That means you can work at six. Start working at six. If I, it rises at I seven, I literally just babbled something. I have no idea what I said. So what? So I, yeah, but I mean, if you're if your working day is eight a.m. to five a, five p.m. right, then you want to have most of the daylight hours within that. Or, yes. You know, if you're getting up at six a.m., you want to have daylight start sun up at around six a.m. Right, six seven a.m. And so they're just adjusting the hours to match the way that the Earth's rotation matches the sun. Right. That's what this daylight is? savings time would save everybody trouble. That's a hundred percent is what would happen. It would base it, it basically saves everybody from computer manufacturers to to watch manufacturers to everything. So I yeah. I, th- I think we should abolish it. I I have an alarm clock that sets itself by uh, radio waves by the atomic clock, and so it it's ostensibly supposed to reset and adjust itself when the time changes. I bought this thing in like the year 2000. And since that time, they changed the law on when daylight savings time huh? happens. Oh, that's funny. And so it is, you know, every every spring oh, and every yeah, fall, yeah. Yeah. this thing is like a week off when the time changes. That was one of the things in the article, which of, of course I'll link to. It, it, this is like a bipart, like nobody likes the changing of the clock. Like everyone, Democrats, we all hate this. Yeah. And yet we continue to do it. So it feels like there's like, it's a. It's one of the things both sides of the aisle agree on. This is this is dumb. We need to figure this out. This uh, practice you know. originated in New Zealand in the 1800s, so we got to blame them. But it, it first came into practice in America in 1918. It was it was a part of saving energy costs during World War One. Huh. Oh, yeah. The same law that's... that established the time zones that we know. Oh, because of oh, interesting. All right. Yeah. Well. Woodrow Wilson. That's who did this thing. He's a bastard. Old yeah. Woody. Well, the, the part of the law for daylight saving times was only in effect for about a year and a half. And um, it was supposed to be repealed. And Wilson vetoed the repeal. I was going to ask, like, usually in America, there's a lobby that's for something or against something. And that's why we can't have nice things. Like, what is the lobby that keeps this clock changing in place? That's a good that question. A, but, like, there's a, a vintage postcard saying, sign and mail in these postcards to your congressperson in Washington to help make it a national law to set the clock one hour ahead. It came back up again in World War II. And the law was once again repealed so that individual states could establish their own standard time. Yeah, and then- that's- it, it stayed that way for 20 years. It changed again in 66 when Congress passed the Uniform Time Act that set the standard that permanently superseded local times using the supremacy right. clause of the Constitution. 
Ooh, so we had for we had for twenty years we had local time, so each state could decide what time they wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. That's bonkers. everyone pick then, your own thing. And then and then you had then you had the railroad watch, which was designed to like that was railroad time. So each line had its own time. Man, which is pretty interesting. Time anyway, is basically fake, is what we've time, determined. Time is time is implicitly fake. We are literally we're literally writing a we're really wearing on our wrists something that's completely fake that doesn't exist. And we're measuring our days with coffee spoons. Like, well, uh, it, it exists only play. because we all agree it exists, which is the same right. thing yes, that's exactly. true of monetary policy and a bunch of other things. We agree that this is a fact and that we all agree on what that fact is. And that's why it works. And I, that's what Swatch was kind of doing. You remember Swatch had this thing called internet time and they measured mm-hmm. it in Swatch beats? I do, yep. yes. So that thing was, I, I loved this idea. It was completely unworkable. But the idea was that it was going to be everyone used the same measurement and the same unit and everyone used the same number worldwide. And so the fact that it was it was zero beats in Geneva was like midnight in Geneva. And if someone said that they were going to hold a meeting at 600 beats, then that was 600 beats around the world. And you just know that that was your time to dial in, right? Hmm. It okay, was, so, and then it was used that rem- I don't know if you guys played the game Fantasy Star Online for the Dreamcast back really? in the day, but they used this beats because they had folks all over the world, people in Japan, people in Europe. So Internet they wanted time. like a unified time thingy. Uh, and so it was in the game, actually. That just that's very fun. Yeah, and they had a widget for online browsers and stuff, and and, and you could buy a digital watch that had it. You can actually do a whatchamacallit. Uh you can actually like get inner you can get swatch time on your on your like it's actually part of it's actually part of a lot of uh, time and time and date functions for like Python and everything. So you oh, can really? pick. Yeah, you can actually use it still. Really? Mm-hmm. Let's bring it back. I mean it was let's bring unify it back. everyone so that everyone just used the exact same time everywhere and you just you know, you know that your local time while the sun comes up when it's seven hundred beats. Yeah. But huh. it's like Esperanto. But how do but how do I know that how do I know that if I if I'm in if I'm in wherever, if I'm in Spain and you're in the States and I'm my seven hundred beats is different time, is te- technically a different time of day. Yeah. Is that what did that yes. matter? It didn't matter. Well, right? I mean, if if you and I were setting a phone call and you said, Victor, I'm calling you when it's seven hundred beats, and and my seven hundred beats is early in the morning. But your seven hundred beats is new. like my seven hundred beats is sun up, and your seven hundred beats is the is noon. Then yes. we just understand right away that that's when seven hundred beats is. It doesn't make any sense. This is uh, this well. Is, notice that it didn't catch on either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it never, it never. It well, never I'm ready on. to fight for this. I like this. You just have to accept that. Yeah, your your relative the position of the sun when it's seven hundred beats for you is going to be different than for me. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, I'm going to call you at 700 beats. Whatever that is what for you, you I do, don't care, frankly. What you should do is you should create a metaverse world in which the beats are the beats are used. And you can cre- you can call it De, 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 uh, De Leonverse, the De Leonverse. That's fine. It'll be just as popular as just as popular other as Decentraland. Of the metaverse. And, yeah. uh, and rock and roll. And you you just use the beats. Everybody who gets on there has to use the beats or, or what else, what do they get? They get, they get kicked out of the, they get kicked out of the club. 
I guess doesn't um, just isn't don't we just use UTC then kind of by default as the same kind of like well yes, that's, that's the tie that's technically yeah true, and yes, if yes. if you told everyone at UTC then that would work the same way but like no one does that they all translate it into their own local time yeah well I mean I just see in like when I'm in the terminal and stuff it's like uh, whatever the UTC is uh, all right that was it just a daylight savings news story for for the folks out there yeah. And, and people people get really wound up about that, right? People don't want daylight savings times, or some people really do. It's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care that much to be clear, uh, but it, but it is definitely a thing that I see a lot of agreement on. That everyone's like, this this is stupid. Why are we doing this? And do, do, will we take the next step and abolish it? I guess that's uh, again. I guess the Senate did pass a thing trying to get rid of standard time. But we'll see. I don't know. I think we got bigger fish to fry than we do have. We do have. <laughs> we do have other things to worry about in the world. I mean, it's not. Uh, whatever. Think, things aren't. Things aren't doing too well for the uh, for most of humanity. For so mo- yeah. So uh, so them them enjoying daylight savings time or not enjoying daylight savings time is is barely it's not it barely top of rates. mind. It's not top no. of mind right now. All right. Uh, what else enough. we got on the sh- What else we got on the docket? What about this? Uh, what about this? Uh, uh, what you call it? This this you were talking about the uh, the one with the Pantone colors. Right. So Zenit partnered with a guy whose name is Felipe Pantone. Mm. And it's- Panettone maybe. Maybe like he's like a like a wedding cake. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's a, a bread cake kind of thing. But um, it's really something. As far as I can tell, it's Zenit making a, a $10,000 watch that looks like a trapper keeper. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they use multicolor tones and, and all of this stuff. So this is a Defy Extreme Felipe Pantone or Pantone. And it's this their fourth project with him. Like he, he's done this a few times. He did their, their facade for their building in 2020. Uh, they made a piece in 2021 that was an instant sellout. And then they created a piece for the Only Watch charity auction. And he he likes to do what he calls planned iridescence. So he uses really bold colors with the polished seal so that they uh, they, they sort of shine and are, are iridescent, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I can tell. I look at it and I just say Trapper Keeper. It's just so rainbow multicolored. It just looks like that to me. Okay, and then what's the uh, and like so? What, what are they what are they selling this thing for? Let's 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 That's, answer that question before we, that uh, we start salivating. A, Super good question. So it's the El Primero one one hundredth of a second chronograph, and it's limited to a hundred pieces. And they will be available at Zenit's physical and online boutiques starting on the twenty seventh at eight a.m. Eastern. Since we're talking time zones, mm-hmm. uh, it is not entirely clear how much. I'm going to find out. I'm going to tell you in ten seconds. I'm sure it's not cost? that expensive. I'm sure it's going to be. I'm sh- extremely reasonable. How reasonable? How reasonable do you want uh, it to be? Like I don't know, like a like a solid seven fifty. <laughs> seven oh, seventy seven hundred. Perhaps more bucks. than that. Yeah, if it's seven fifty, we're all getting bucks. them, right? Yeah, exactly. I want one. Um, hmm. Would you believe that in their infinite wisdom, they don't tell me the price? I see the price on hype beasts. I don't know if it's accurate. Okay, but I see What's a price. The price? Uh, twenty nine thousand nine hundred Swiss francs. So like thirty thousand oh. bucks. Is that oh, all? So I was a little off. I was just a touch yeah. off. Is that all? Yeah. I'm, I'm, but I look. I look. I would if, like two, please. You, if you have the means, I highly recommend <laughs> it looks, one. 
Yeah, it is. It is. You're right. It is twenty nine thousand nine hundred yeah. Swiss francs. Uh, this actually just reminded me. I have a a news story that is relevant uh, to the list. As I remember, the Moon Swatch, the most hyped watch of the year, the the plastic uh, thing, the bioceramic yes. deal. Yes, the bioceramic. Uh, Did Omega you know that they trademarked marked the word Moon Watch? Moon Watch or Moon Swatch? Uh, I'm sure they've got both. I noticed Moon Watch was trademarked to Omega. I assumed, I mean, I assumed it was. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, the news is actually, uh, as of October 22nd, uh, so depending when you're listening to this, uh, that's whenever, but October 22nd, they're going to be doing a US version of their little road show thing in Europe. I guess uh, past few months, they had like a road show in Europe. Basically, if you live in a city where the moon swatch was not available, Come to the little show and tell, and they'll sell you a moon swatch. So they're bringing hmm. that over here to the U.S. Uh, and it is which cities? Uh, I hopefully it pops up uh, basically where it wasn't available before. In the show notes, I'll have the further detail. But it just just reminded me uh, that I got the email from them saying that they're doing the road show in the U.S. Uh, this month. Uh, I don't know if there's still. I, I think I think Fratello actually a few weeks ago had a thing like. Is the moon swatch hype dead? Is it is it still hype? Uh, and I saw a lot of mixed reaction in the comments. Uh, and, and I know we've discussed this. Their their limited release strategy or whatever. Uh, this thing felt like it was very hot initially. Oh sure. Uh, and then it feels like it cooled off uh, quite a bit. I don't know. I, uh, you know, there was a my impression that I was at. In in France over uh, like a month ago, and I could have gone and and tried to pick one up, and I didn't even bother. I thought about it, yeah. Briefly, but yeah, I I, just... I have mine. I don't I don't wear it. I like. Oh, you it. bought one? Yeah, I had one. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, I don't think you said that. I, I got in Poland. I got in Poland a couple of weeks uh, over the over the summer. Okay, I think I'm recording. Well, uh, we ran into some technical difficulties. Uh, not a big deal. Uh, John was just describing how he bought the moon swatch in Poland and he thinks it's okay. Yeah, I think it's okay. And I think, and I think if anybody wants to buy the moon swatch from me for an, a, a, an agreeable price, I'm willing to sell it to somebody who hasn't have, it doesn't have the ability to get it themselves. Cause I want somebody, I want somebody out there to be happy. So just tweet at me at John Biggs and we'll talk about it. We could, we, we could, we could talk a little more about it next time. Yeah, and then I did want to add that uh, if there, uh, Swatch says there are several cities where this little tour will be where you can buy it in the next couple of weeks, including Miami, Boca Raton, Sarasota, Jacksonville, and then a little bit later, LA, San Diego, and Sacramento. So just you know, hit up Swatch on Twitter and Instagram or whatever. All the details will be there. So get your own Moon Swatch. Uh, hooray. Hooray. This has been the Our Time Podcast. I'm John Biggs. I'm Victor Marks. I'm Nicholas DeLeon. We will see you next week. Bye.